0: Welcome folks to a very special tank talk episode. I am so excited. You can see behind me, I'm not in the fish room. I'm not in the old fish house. I am for the first time for this podcast on location and for the first on location spot, of course, I'm going to visit my buddy Mark from aquariums unlimited. Are you okay with your last name being online or does it really matter? Mr. Mark Kornberg, who I talk about all the time. I said your name properly, right? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Uh, this is the owner of aquariums unlimited and, uh, you're You're on camera now. You're never going to know whether you're on camera (laughs) or not. I'm switching it right here. So, uh, thank you for taking time out of your day. You got, 7,500 customers walking through the store right now, and you were willing to
1: let me come in here and uh, occupy some of your time. No problem, at any It's always good to spend some time with you and Lisa, and doing something like this is different for me, so I think it'll be a lot of fun. So let's see what happens. It'll be an interesting conversation.
0: If we're being honest with each other, he did say he was very nervous, and I said, you're being <laughs> ridiculous, Mark, because all we're gonna do is sit down here and have a conversation. So we're gonna talk a lot today about running a successful fish store that's what this guy does I failed at that he is uh, doing very well at that uh, but before I get into all of that we get into it I do want to make an announcement for little, little updates here I'm very very excited to tell you that for the last two weeks I've told you a lie but I didn't mean to I didn't intentionally lie to you because what I told you before was the truth but things have changed. Lisa will be at Aquashella in Daytona in two weeks. You're two going weeks. to yep. just right around the corner. Very excited about it, about this At Daytona beach. Look it up. We're going to be there. Mark's going to be there. I will be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, very excited about it. They're trying to get me to do things like escape tanks and all of this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I don't think I'm going to do all of that. I'm just going to go there and hang out with the people and have fun but what's more important is lisa is going to be there now i'm so so excited about that uh so there you go there is the updates we ain't got time to mess around talking about stuff like that uh the first thing that has to be said if we're sitting here talking to you bring it on when you and i met for the first time neither one of us knew who the other was right and uh
1: it wasn't it wasn't the most pleasant of, I don't even think we could see each other's faces in the dark of the conversation. It's either. True. I didn't know who you were when we met the first time because I never really got a good Visual it was nighttime when we were outside But but even
0: then you still wouldn't have known I was that guy on YouTube It was just mm-hmm. we were just two guys no idea who you were in the industry having a conversation uh, I knew who you were, but I didn't know who you were because Lisa had been to this store multiple times and, uh, and gotten footage which I had used in my videos which I didn't even know until just now <laughs> and that's funny uh, but yeah she knew your store she told me all about it when I was sitting there with you in Orlando and we were duking it out I didn't know you were that guy I just thought you were some jerk some that jerk. owns a fish
1: store and <laughs> some opinionated jerk <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: but no I mean it was we were talking about it briefly before we started recording it it's it wasn't a you know, drawn out, fu and all this at each mm. other's throats. It was it's a oh, spirited it a debate. debate. Yeah, and mm. there's there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. I just would switch the camera up to put us both yeah. on at the same time because uh, it gets awkward if I'm talking and you're just sitting there going like this.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but anyway, you and I were talking that night, uh, introduced by. Chris Klein, the owner of Carolina online Aquatics, products, right. good friend of both of ours, um, but we had never met each other and and we were debating online versus retail uh, again, I had no idea you were the owner of this mm. mammoth operation that you have going on here mm-hmm. um, Mammoths, but... but we walked away friends
1: I mean well, we weren't we enemies. Even, we didn't get that far yeah I mean we didn't I never thought it was like a a negative ending, but like we never really. We just shook hands and said, good conversation. We walked away. Like, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know if he was going to see you again. Right. Um, I didn't know where you where you lived or where you can't, didn't know about the YouTube thing or the podcast and everything. So when we separated, it was just like a conversation I had with some strange dude. And I am not usually the one to speak up like that in a conversation. <laughs> they threw me into the center or something. It was a topic that I was kind of sensitive at the time about. And it just hit. And it was a good conversation. It went. I don't, everybody else got kind of quiet, but yeah, it
0: was just me it and was, you. It was me and you. Uh, but it was but no, it, it was a lot of fun. And uh, it, you know, did we realize at the time we were going to become friends? I certainly didn't. Mm-mm. And when Sean Hale from Fritz, when we were setting up my saltwater tank, and he said, "Well, we were going to go to one place. Actually, Chris's place. Chris's place right? His whole place. The, they had some a, COVID issues. I think. Yeah, the, the whole daggone operation got COVID." And so it was like, okay, let's go to Aquariums Unlimited. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think that guy <laughs> likes me. <laughs> I thought it might be a little uh, little awkward, but not at all. We talked before I came here. Yeah,
1: you called me on the phone. I'm like, hey, I'm John. I'm that dude that we talked to, Dr. Shella. We had this conversation. I'm, yep. the, I'm setting up a fish I can need some advice. And I'm like, oh, okay. It yep. was, then it was a good conversation. It was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it. yeah, it's... I, I consider you a friend now. It's it's a lot of fun. And uh, and I'm glad to have a friend that's that knows what he's doing. Because I tried this, and I failed miserably.
1: I like to so, think I know what I'm doing, but it's a learning curve every day, just you, like anything else.
0: You only have to walk through this place one time before you realize that Mark and his entire staff, oh yeah, they know what they're doing. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm here. Because I, I want, there's a whole lot of things we could talk about. But I wanted to talk about fish store, owning a fish store, starting a fish store, um, in Dallas Aquashella, I don't even know when it was, whenever the last Dallas Aquashella was, I did a talk there where I kind of talked about the, the whole timeline of my business. And, but before I did that, the very first thing I did and this worked out for me pretty well, there was like 37,000 people in the room, oh God. maybe 40. I'm kidding. There was maybe a hundred. And I I said, show of hands, how many people that are here right now at any point of your aquarium hobby have entertained the idea of starting some type of business that has to do with fish keeping? And there was maybe four people that didn't raise their hands.
1: We get that all the time. Customers are like, "One day I want to do this, and yep. one day I want to do that, or I want to, How do I get into this?" We have a lot of people that want to do it,
0: whether it's breeding fish or,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, selling fish online, Fragging
1: or corals. Yep, all that. Yeah. yeah, the
0: saltwater side's a whole other side. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's it's obviously very, very common for hobbyists. This is this is a hobby that's driven by passion. And when you're passionate about something, you're like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to do this for a living? And I'll tell you firsthand, sometimes it is, sometimes
1: it's not, but... <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all think that sometimes, whether it was worth the effort and whether it's worth not, but most of the time, it's a lot of fun.
0: I am, I consider myself one of the luckiest people on the planet, but there was a, there was a period there where I, 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 it, was, it was bad, but you know, we're not here to talk about that. I want to, to pick your brain about this place Um, how it all started and all that kind of stuff. We're sitting in the new section, which is Reptiles Unlimited. Right. And I didn't realize you were close to the airport, but...
1: We are close to military bases, so you hear the military jets all the time.
0: Yeah, and at the time of recording this, the Navy is a bit busy right Right. now. So we were just talking with somebody whose sister is off the coast of Israel as we speak. Um, But anyway, we're certainly not here to talk about that. So you just said people come up to you and they ask you questions or they say they're, they're interested in starting some kind of a business.
1: Right.
0: If somebody comes to you and says, I want to start a fish store, your hope is that they're obviously going to say it's 75 miles away from here,
1: <laughs> but another state, right? Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> what would be, if they said, listen, just you're so good at this one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be?
1: Wow, that's a big one.
0: I sent these questions to him earlier. He should have had a pre-planned uh, yeah, response.
1: an hour and a half ago. Um, <laughs> what would be my one piece of advice someone wants, are you ready for the commitment? Because that's the hardest part of it all. Other than the financial section of it, this is a 100% life-changing operation. If you're, you have to be in it Commit hundred percent of your time because otherwise it, it, it won't work It's 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 a life change like I this is my life. I Have outside of it a small percentage of life, but this is what I love this takes over my every day All day every day even days off are not really days off
0: He wanted to come to my place and sit in the old fish house to do this to do podcast this. Yeah. On his day off, I said, no, 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 we're not doing that. But I've had conversations with you at 1130 at night before, I business conversations.
1: always texting, answering questions, not only for the retail side, but customers that have my phone number. And we have a maintenance business as well, and those maintenance customers rely on us for emergencies 24-7. It's always on. And I have a text thread of I don't know how many people who just rely on us because they're worried about their aquariums, and that's what we're here for. So right um, now you don't have to be that... Forgiving with your cell phone, obviously if you own a business, but I chose to be very personal with my clientele So I feel like it's my responsibility to be there for them when when they need me
0: and This ladies and gentlemen is why he is as successful as he he is is, when you are self-employed I've been self-employed with multiple different businesses Your life is your business, right? And and I know this man uh, For certain is that way and and I've certainly been that way. There's no real time that you're ever really off and we do have to mention, the store is open as we're sitting yeah, here talking. Sorry. So there's going to be customers walking by. There might be people that come up and ask Mark for,
1: yeah, a, I'll probably know. get interrupted 10 times, but.
0: It is what it is. That's what happens when you're in a fish store. But I figured there's no greater place to do this than here. That's why I was excited rather than you coming down and we sitting in the same old seats that me and Lisa yeah. do, come here and have a little change of
1: pace. Yeah, I like it. to use this couch for something. It's here to relax, That's right. right? So. It's
0: a very nice little couch in a, in a little lounge area in the store and uh, the sloth is right back there you can't see her on camera she is adorable mm-hmm. I finally got to meet her and kind of kind, kind of touch of. her a little bit last time yeah, we Lisa
1: got a hands-on time when she was here. yeah last
0: time. I got to feed her a piece of what was it
1: squash uh, I think it was yeah, it was uh, zucchini I think okay yeah and that was fun I've fed a sloth have you <laughs> fed a sloth I have I hadn't fed a sloth till four months ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, is, that is so cool. We're going to talk about that because there is, there's things about this store that I've only ever seen in one other store, which was also here in Virginia Beach, oh, yeah. when The Who Shall Not Be Named. But um, <laughs> we're talking about that advice because, believe it or not, I get people all the time that ask me that question. And I'm like, why are you got to go to the guy that failed to ask him? But I always tell people, however much money you think you need, right. multiply that by 10 and then you might get your doors open.
1: You have to be realistic with it and you have to know a plan. You have to have a square footage in mind and think it through because when we built this, um, we actually were supposed to do another endeavor by purchasing a fish store from somebody else, much smaller scale, much, we've been, been around for a very long time and that fell through for financial reasons didn't make sense for me. so being that my heart was already set to do something of that nature, to have a store. I went searching for places to build and this one had been vacant for a long time and I'd always thought that location would be perfect and it just worked out. The stars all aligned and it, it worked out for me that this is how I chose to go. And then the people I met along the way made it incredibly huge and elaborate. What I did, you don't necessarily have to do to be successful. But I'm an over-the-top kind of guy. I go big, go home. I don't do things small. So this is what I end up with. And it worked out in my favor. But it is a, you have to have a game plan. You have to know what your financial budget's going to be, what you're going to set that money aside to do, and for what purposes, and then go from there. You can't just jump in there, find a square footage somewhere, and be like, let's just gung-ho and put frag tanks in it. It won't be successful.
0: You know the, the biggest mistake I made? And, and you will laugh at this because you're a successful businessman. Lisa and I all the money we had was to start it up. Right. We opened day one with zero dollars. Yep. Everything we had went into the setup and the, you know, first and last month deposit and all that kind of stuff, getting the power turned on, all of that, buying the first inventory of fish. Yep. And, uh, we, I don't tell many people that, but we opened the doors with zero dollars.
1: Well, and I can relate to that because when we built the fish store, we had a certain block of money. We did allocate a loan, a uh, financial line of credit that we set aside for the purpose of future needs that if the rent wasn't being able to make whatever issues came up we had that money available to us we thank god didn't need to use that but in transition now it's been nine and a half years we just reopened a whole other store the exact same size as the original and if you try to get a loan these days the percentage for financing is outrageous so we end up having to use a lot of the money that we've had set aside for the retail so we're kind of in that boat like we, we're penny-pinching every week right now just to make sure that we don't overspend and keep everything in a balance so that we can be successful. It's going to take time for the new section to grow and to really make a lot of money. So we're all at the same kind of boat. We're just, it's, a, it's, a, it's a financial game of just cutting your pennies, watching what you order, and being aware of what you're doing. But it, it, it can go south at any time if, it's not, if we're not careful. But right now we're doing fine. But I feel like- get where you're coming from.
0: I hate to, to like completely divert this conversation, but I meant to talk about this in the very beginning. Uh, Mark and I just, we discussed opening this thing up that when we first met each other, we had a, a little disagreement. When you see his eye right now, that doesn't have anything to do with that. Mark's eye is a little red right now. Uh, John hit me. I did no such thing. <laughs> it was payback. Do you want to tell the story? I, I don't want people wondering like, what's wrong with my well, eyes?" eye? Right? It doesn't look that uh, obvious in camera. But it's not but.
1: elaborate. So basically me being not smart, um, knowing that John was coming today, we have a little turtle we're trying to help out for a customer and I went to feed him some blood worms, the frozen blood worms, and I am deathly allergic to the blood worms. So not being smart, touched it with my fingers and went and touched my eye. So I got a bunch of pink eye in my eye. It'll go away in a few hours, but- I'm Right definitely when allergic, we're done. Yeah, right when it that's, blood that's worms. When it'll so, come. Uh, I tried to rinse it and everything before we came out here, but
0: no it, and it looks fine And you know what people because of the shadows and stuff people might Probably not even noticed, notice it But I wanted to be clear about that because people say stuff and I didn't want yeah. people thinking mark and I are friends I'm not hitting the guy <laughs> in his eye um,
1: Payback for uh, the, the conversation earlier. I mean,
0: I want to get into money a little bit but but not yet um, Because my first question that I had on my list which I sent you
1: I did With read your plenty
0: list. Plenty of notice <laughs> this morning. What made you? I know from knowing you, you used to work at a Petco.
1: I worked at PetSmart.
0: PetSmart. Oh, yeah. See,
1: yeah, we're real good friends. Nah, well, I knew we it was never, one. Of the we two. never discussed which one it was. We talked about big box stores. We never really went over. Maybe which that's what one it is. was. Okay,
0: yeah. um, and that's. I'm going to be having that conversation in a couple of weeks because I, I told you about this. I am going to be doing a series of videos at Aquashella. One of them is going to be. Big-box pet stores are good for the hobby. Change my mind.
1: Oh, I may be the first in line. And that'll be fine.
0: <laughs> you, you certainly can. But
1: is that what made you want to do this? Or what, what made you want to start a fish no, store? So to be honest with you, and this sounds like a, a story, but when I was a kid, there was only two things in the world I wanted to do. One was to graduate with a degree, degree in biology, and I don't know why that was so important to me and then to either take care of like cleaning fish tanks or own a fish store. There was never any other career option in my from like eight years old. There was never any other career option. Wow. You know, some kids say I wanna work at a zoo. I did that, like I wanna work at a zoo. I wanted to be a vet. But as I got older, I knew like those things were not really in my character. This was my ultimate goal For ever since I can remember. I've never had another you know, quote unquote dream or like idea of where else I would go. Even when I was in college and I got my degree in biology, I knew this was what I was gonna do um the pet job was a way of getting to this point but this was the ultimate goal for me it always has been
0: uh corey mcelroy from aquarium co-op
1: mm-hmm.
0: owns a fish store in seattle and if i was to i i'm, I'm not going to speak for him but i'm kind of going to speak for him <laughs> if i was to ask him what's the first piece of advice you would give like i just asked you he would say go work at a fish store
1: absolutely And, or a retail of some form, you have to be worked in retail, at least some form to understand the flow of customers, the flow of product, the flow of inventory and the pay numbers payroll. You have to have some experience with what goes on behind the scenes before you jump on to what you see as a customer, because what the customer sees, what goes on and what really goes on is a whole different ballgame.
0: Yeah. Learning the ins and outs, which uh, Lisa and I—we knew how to take care of fish tanks, but neither one of us had ever done anything. I mean, I had worked at a Circuit City right. for a little while,
1: it and helps. then they shut
0: down right after. It might
1: might have been my fault. I don't even know but if people even know what that is anymore.
0: Probably not. It was a it was, it was Best Buy. Like Best, Buy yeah. Best Buy before there was Best Buy. Um, it was a great it, store, though. Yeah, I worked at a Sports Authority too, another business <laughs> that has also shut down. But, um, but. I didn't know how to run a retail business, and and mm-hmm. so that uh, that definitely hurt. And I know for me, you're you're going to be shocked at this uh, because you and I have had a conversation about how much you put into this. But we started our store for about like eighteen
1: thousand dollars. Wow, I, I could can't even imagine. Like, I mean, but but hey, which many, one's still up? No, yeah, but how many square feet was it?
0: It was 1200 and then there was a warehouse attached to it, which was another 1000 What did you sell, fresh salt or just fresh? Just fresh. Okay, well, that
1: makes more sense, though.
0: Um, and, it, you know, we already had all the tanks. Well, we didn't. We, d- we went and bought a few more, uh, 500 more, um, <laughs> which we only ended up using 100 of. But we had 127 tanks already set up in our garage. So it was just moving those with the racks already built. Right. And so the, the 18000 that we spent was for more tanks inventory, uh, first and last month's rent, all that kind of all stuff. That stuff yeah.
1: payroll. Um, how'd huh? you guys do it yourself, right? You didn't have employees. There was
0: zero payroll. Another absolutely critical error that we made. Um, because we, we needed help and everybody was telling us we needed help. Can't do it by yourself. No. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about your staff as we, as we move forward. But do you, and you can tell me no, and nobody's going to be offended, would you have a problem talking about like roughly what it cost I mean, you give to the, start uh, this? an
1: idea? I mean, I'm
0: not going to be like, specific, but um, before you do that, though, I, I, I'd have to say this:
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you haven't seen my videos of this store before, Mark's about to say what he's going to say. You should watch those because this store is unlike
1: any other I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a little over the top. And it is for me. It's a little over the top.
0: It is going into a public aquarium, basically. So this isn't just putting a
1: bunch of tanks in a store. This is first class. Like. We have a lot of large displays that cost excess amount of money. Um, it takes up a lot of floor space that ideally would be used for retail space if we were smart about it. But the large displays do bring a lot of people in. They brings their kids in. You can hear them in the background. The kids come almost weekly sometimes just to see the fish. Um, so what I did, and maybe the realistic view of what an average fish owner would probably do, is not exactly... Right, but um, it works for me and it's how I, I do everything big and over the top. So, but um, I can say that we had a financial situation come up that allowed me to, to make this happen. So um, I, I've talked to other store owners and how what they've built out and, um, and they've been successful with the, uh, the average, if you're gonna do it to do it right and not to cut corners and to not be like skinning your teeth the whole time at the end, um, you're probably looking at a minimum $150,000, $200,000 for an average size store that's maybe 1,500 to uh, 2,000 square feet. My store, in the first half of the store, the fish side was 5,000 square feet. Um, and we spent almost twice that. Okay. So we spent a little over $400,000. It included inventory, payroll, uh, all the livestock inventory, the displays, rent, build out, because we did a lot of construction. We did a lot of floor digging and drain splitting in and, and that kind of thing. Um, but we had it all mapped out from the start. We knew exactly what every dollar was going to. Um, I was really lucky with the, the fact that when I did this, that I met the right people and it went really smooth. And the people that I met were just like you are, I bought my store, they were all gung-ho with what the idea and vision was. So they actually like elaborated on it. They helped me build it bigger. They kind of invested some of their own money and time to help get things here that, that they felt should be here. So in that way, maybe it's just my personality. They, I was kind of blessed with that, but it is a lot, more than you would have to do but um it paid off for me in the end so
0: can i be honest with you for a second sure that is probably half of what i thought you were going to say oh really i mean and and that's a compliment to you that that is like i was expecting him to say between three quarters of a million and a million dollars because that's what this store looks like i have no reason to blow smoke up your ass this is just this was 10 years ago
1: so maybe now Okay well yeah uh, sure you know, who knows what happened because I may have had there probably would have been a little bit more but um, again I have a business partner who's 50 fifty with me on this and he's the financial guy he's the guy who does the numbers and stuff and I'm the fish guy I do the livestock so he does all the hard goods buying I do well we collaborate on that but he's that's his responsibility' is purchasing hard goods mine is the keeping the livestock ordering livestock helping him with things he doesn't know about because he's not a fish guy um, but he's Very good about keeping us on numbers so that helps you have to be financially aware of what you're spending where it's going what's the to bring back to you Um, and even with the displays that we put in we knew that these displays were not going to be money makers but they would be attractors so we wanted to something that would bring people in here to see them to bring people back over and over and over again Um, my displays that we see here have been exactly the same way from the day we put them in there's no fish that have been less something passed away or had to be rehomed because it got too big. But the coral tanks are exactly how they were when we set them up originally. The cichlids, the sharks, the stingrays. So everything that's here, you've seen develop and grow from the start. So it's kind of cool. We have people who have been coming here from day one and they just, they love it. They know the names of the animals, they see how big they're getting, they make comments. So it, it brings people back. The
0: the cichlid tank was, of course, my first draw at the very front of the store. Right. He's got venu- a venustus that I've been trying to get him to give me. It's this big. He won't give it to me. He's a did very you know spingy- that was
1: supposed to be a koi pond? I
0: did. You did tell me that. Tell yeah. that? yeah. And then it got overrun with Mbunas. but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's a very cool tank, and that's where a lot of the uh, footage that Lisa got of this store was from. That tank is that tank identical to the saltwater one? No.
1: So each one's individual. So the. The African sickle display is 750 gallons, not including sump. The shark display with the lagoon is 1,000. The uh, archer wall, which is not really archers right now, but we call it that, it's um, 540, 540 gallons. And then the display in the back, uh, the big reef is 1,000.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I was in Fish Gallery. I love that store. Back in Dallas, the, the one in Dallas. Uh, I love it, too. It's absolutely amazing. And and I said I put it at number two to this one. Mm-hmm. They have that one twenty foot wide tank. It's, it's absolutely crazy. unbelievable. And my favorite thing about that tank, I don't mean to talk about another store, but if you're in the Dallas area, you should go there. It's amazing.
1: The blend oh, of
0: fish that they have in there. They have fish in there that are not supposed to be together, according mm-hmm. to the rule book. Because of the volume. But because they have somewhere to go, they yeah. they do well, and that's awesome. But but you just talked about, four massive displays that are meticulously kept
1: they're absolutely
0: beautiful there used to be
1: two giant gouramis in the in the archerfish one yeah we missed them they got donated to the zoo the zoo actually requested them they came in they have a um a crocodilian display that has already giant gouramis in there but they're all smaller and they really wanted the big ones and since they had gotten proportionately too big for their even 540 gallon tank we were happy to find them a a thousand gallon. Well, it's, a huge, it's huge. I don't even know how many gallons. It's a lagoon. It's like a pond. Wow. They're in like almost a natural. It's, they're better off.
0: They were massive. And that, that's, was
1: that tank always divided or did you just have them divided? We, ha- we had to divide them at the last three months we had them because they began to fight. Okay. And not that they were hurting each other, it was more just jostling, but they were so tall that when they would flip to get away from each other, the water would literally Oh No flash the floors everywhere <laughs> and they would get people wet they would get the betas wet they would get the floors wet and We were two or three times a day. We were mopping and <laughs> kids were getting soaked It was becoming a problem So we had to keep them divided because they were
0: might be an attraction for people <laughs> they
1: go there and get wet and Yeah, only... but little kids
0: screaming at two years old. I don't need that. So. I understand that yeah. but that's that's the cool thing and you know, I, I mentioned briefly the the Voldemort of the Virginia Beach fish stores, uh, which I you know, I was a big fan of that store they had a lot of that going on there with the displays where kids would want to go there displays. just to see that. Feed the
1: fish, feed the koi. Yeah.
0: And, and now now you've got that. You've got those amazing displays up there. Um, and, and by the way, did
1: we just add the copper bands in the lagoon tank? Uh, they've been there a couple of years. What? That lagoon, yeah, they do—they do their job. So they're workers. So that lagoon got overrun by Aptasias, and we threw a couple in. They've been there for a long time, but they do their job. They're always in and out of the rock works, They don't—I never noticed you them. You probably noticed them because they were coming out to feed or something. And cause we hand feed everybody, so they—they they will come to the employees or whoever's there to feed. That's when you know it's a huge display. When you can
0: go, you've been here 50 times, and you mm-hmm. come in and see fish, and you've never yeah. seen did them you, before. You see
1: the purple tang in there, and there's a few others that just there's a. Uh, some rasses that are in there you probably wouldn't even notice them.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing tank It's 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 a beautiful it's thing right in the center of the store. It is a main attraction mm-hmm. um, And we're there's a couple of main attractions in this section too that we're going to talk about when we get there but one of the first things that jumps out to me when I When I came here for the first time Was okay. I used to live in Virginia. I know how expensive Virginia is yeah. this location is about as busy.
1: 46,000 people travel that intersection every day. We did the analytics before we opened the store. That is bananas. I mean,
0: did you consider any other places other than this? We or? did.
1: So my original location was supposed to be, well, the one we were supposed to purchase was out towards Salem area of Virginia Beach. Um, but then when that didn't go through, we looked at Greenbrier and Chesapeake. Um, Because there was a lighting store at the corner of Greenbrier Military Highway, which I loved it was just like this They have outlets everywhere for us. It was perfect from what my vision was Um, But everybody talked me out of it. They didn't like the location. They didn't think it was enough traffic and I got overruled on that one (laughs) Um, Yeah, (laughs) which is fine. It worked out for my in a favor, but um, and then we looked over where the other store Who should not be named Um, we looked in that shopping center and across the street? Um, and then we looked in Kempsville. Uh, so we lived a few different places, but this one I driven, I used to work up the road and I drove past this location while I was vacant for years. And I thought, always thought to myself, it'd be perfect, it'd be perfect, it'd be perfect. And then when all that transpired and I went to call the landlord, it was just perfect. Like he, they wanted us in here. The rent was great. Um, and it just, all the stars aligned and we took it over. We had one week to decide. Wow. They gave us, the landlord gave us one week to make a commitment because somebody else wanted the space.
0: Of course, somebody else wanted it right when it's been sitting
1: vacant forever, but
0: it's right at the corner of of two major roads. And I I mean, it's a mile
1: from the interstate
0: and it's a it's a corner unit. So it's it's absolutely perfect in a busy shopping center. And you're practically like the anchor store in here. There's no for
1: a while. Yeah. Until the gym opened up, which you might hear the banging and clanging of the weights as we are sitting here. I was going to ask if that was the Navy base or if that's that's right next door.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you, I I feel like this is important for people to know that are entertaining this idea of opening a fish store Mm -hmm. very, very, very far away from this one. Do you have an issue talking about what this building costs you?
1: I don't want to discuss exact numbers, but I, so when I went shopping for spaces, I, it was all by square footage. So you pay by the square foot. So this particular location back at 10 years ago is probably not that now, but um, you have square footage of your space and you also have what they call cam fees where you pay the complex to maintain the space for you. So the original square footage here was only uh, $14 a square foot plus $3 cam fee that maintained the structure. Um, Other places that we were looking at were $21, $22, $19. So for us, this obviously, the the shopping center then wasn't so perfect, I guess is the word, it was a little older rundown. but for what I needed to be, people will come to the store. Fish stores tend to be a destination location. They don't require so much to people passing by. So we knew that if we opened something nice, that it would draw a crowd. And that's what it did. Um, and then the shopping center. We, did, we were an anchor store for a while. Um, we had a big lots that went away. Um, we had a farm fresh year that ended up going away. Um, but now they have the gym, which is great. I love the gym. But
0: and you've stayed the whole time. we stayed the whole time. Yeah. And doubled in size. That's a beautiful thing. Yep. Now, one of the things... That I've I've complimented you on many many times is your staff. Yes. Uh, I know a lot of people that own businesses, and almost every single one of them it's the would tell you part of it all. Well, and and they they would tell you that they've, they've never had a good core group of employees. I you, what else are you gonna say? Of course, you're gonna agree mm-hmm. with me, but you
1: have that. I mean, you've it got, took ten years. Um, We've always had a good group of people work for us because I'm particular about how I hire and I don't necessarily hire for fish knowledge all the time. I hire for personality, uh, friendliness, open mindedness. Um, Their energy that people put off is really important because if you're not approachable, then you're not the right person. Um, And we've had a lot of turnover, anybody else does. We have people come and go. Um, Some people go off to school, it's a temporary job. Some people uh, don't agree with some things we do or want to do things differently and they don't like, but they come and go. But the group of people we have right now is probably the strongest that we've had for a long time. Um, They're very cohesive with each other, which makes a big difference. They don't quarrel and argue too much. so we don't have a lot of that back drama. And I hear the weights, Yeah, you just feel weights. right? Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, right when a plane was flying over, so I'm not
1: gonna lie, it was a yeah. little nerve wracking. But uh, we, the group we have right now, they are dedicated, they, they wanna see it succeed, they're open-minded to c- constructive criticism, um, they do it the way we want them to do it, there's not a lot of backlash. And of course, I'm open-minded too, so like, they can come to me if they wanna make changes. Um, so we really have a great group. Uh, we have 14 right now.
0: Wow, yeah. how many did you have
1: day one? We opened originally i think we had nine and then i had a maintenance guy and then we hired a second maintenance guy and then over the years we progressed to 14. now the reptile side we have three back here it also says it says a lot
0: that when you came down which we haven't even talked about this yet mark's been to my, my place lisa and i's house i love it he blessed us with an amazing uh catio for the cats which they absolutely love and the bugs are gone now you yes, should I'm come gonna back come now. back bonfire absolutely uh yeah it's gonna be a big one too my burn pile is huge but when he came down and i was telling him i don't really have anybody that i can get to help carry two former employees of yours
1: they weren't even current employees one of them's here now no they both worked. uh one of them comes and goes he's got another job he's like a I call him transient. He does, he's on the payroll all the time, but he doesn't always work. Okay. You about Greg, right? Greg, yeah. right. And, then, and, and Doug is here now. Doug working today, yep.
0: Yeah, which he had told me. he. Doug is a man of many talents.
1: Yeah, Doug's really artistic. He's really creative.
0: I will put his link to his Instagram, both of them, Doug and Greg. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's got some... Check out his Instagram because it's actually... Yeah, I don't
1: want to spoil it by telling you what he does because it's, it's far... I didn't even know it when he hired him exactly what he did, um, but he and I are much alike because I'm a Halloween kind of guy, but he's extremely creative. You have to go look at the link. It's cool. I, I am going
0: to say one thing about it because it's funny. You know, we're four burly dudes. The three of us are much more burly than you are, but
1: hey, in my fish house. <laughs> I work out.
0: I'm talking about fat. <laughs> you know, me, but anyway, I'm not going to call those guys fat. Have you seen the size of Greg? But anyway, they're all big. Greg's a, like, six, seven, but anyway, good grief. Stay on track, John. I asked him what he did when we were in the fish house, and he said he makes dolls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this yes, just does. got real weird real fast. But he does. when I went to his Instagram and saw what he does, I said, oh, I get it now. Okay, he's not making weird little... Yeah, not princess dolls. They're, they're something else. Uh, if you're a fan yeah. of The Nightmare Before Christmas, that kind of even more extreme than that but it's awesome yeah, check it you gotta out
1: check it out it's, it's really cool
0: um you you mentioned you had a staff
1: before you even opened the doors like they helped you set up i hired let's see how the timeline went we had a lot of vendor help to build out the store because um, again i've been in this industry for a very long time i know a lot of people so i had a lot of people who were eager to be in here anyways um, i had some friends that helped uh, we opened with staff we had them start working two weeks prior to opening because they did build out cleaning get the fish ready um but we didn't have full staff and so then everybody started first day on the day one <laughs> we, they, we opened them green they never rang registers they never did anything they just came in the door we gave them a briefing about how things were they had been in the store and participated but never like open. where you know like a trial run we didn't do any kind of like fake sales or we just hmm. said here we go let's go at it we gotta learn by doing and we had no problems everybody just jumped in and Everybody's excited because the store was amazing, and we had a long line of people to open up the doors, and um, our grand opening was crazy, so it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. And those people still today come by and see us. Like, they're all gone now. We don't have any originals, but um, they still come through and say hi and check in, and um, Facebook, of course, everybody's on there. So it's, We try to keep our people happy.
0: When, when Lisa and I had our shop, we had one day where we didn't work, but we were open, and it was a Saturday. So you can't not be open on yeah, Saturday but our oldest son graduated from high school. We're not gonna miss that. So a good friend of mine that started as a customer and then became a a friend, he came and covered for us and it was the same way. Like I didn't tell him how to run the credit cards and all. It was just like, hey, here you go, it's your store. And he did a great job. He made us some good money. Yeah, we were
1: nice enough to explain the equipment. They knew how to ring the register, but they never like Actively did it like we knew they knew what to do, but they never really did it We, we did train But it it, it was learning curve even for us like I, I I never really owned my own store I mean, I worked for a corporation where they had everything guy lined it out for me Like here's how you do this. Here's what you have to do. Here's how you have to clean this Here's how you do payroll. Here's how you do all that, but when it came down to like Figuring it out ourselves. It was just game on like we just went winged it until we can get it right And then um, it just turned out that we were smart enough to figure it out
0: I'm, I'm the same kind of way like I can take all the classes. Mm-mm. I'm probably not going to learn anything. I'm a
1: learn-by-doer.
0: But just throw me to the wolves, and I'm going to figure it out. Yeah, I me too. Didn't end up figuring it out when it comes to my fish store. But that brings me to my next topic, and then I want to talk about this here. Yeah, this uh, is a whole different world. It, it definitely is. And what is that boop-boop-boop-boop I'm it's hearing? It's the jungle. Okay. We have sound effects in so the building here, folks, for the jungle.
1: Jungle sounds in the background two reasons. One, when the sloth came... I was there's if you ever try to research sloths there's like zero information on the internet about how to own one or keep one uh, so the people who gave it to me gave me best they could do I got a couple of zoos involved and we have a zoo here that has them so I've got their input but like I, all I heard about was they stress and if they stress they don't do well and my biggest concern was this poor thing was going to come here and I wasn't going to do right by her and she was going to have all kinds of problems and then we weren't going to do well so I think what knowing just my knowledge of animals, that background noises the things might be calming if it's somewhat familiar or has any kind of like white noise in the background. So that's where this whole thing got started. We just put some jungle sounds in the background just to white out the noises of the, the store, the air conditioning, the, the people, and just to make something maybe familiar for her. I kind of like it, so I just let it stick. It is neat. I, I mean, I, like I
0: hear the noises, but the boop, 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 there's crickets, I think
1: its. There's there's yep. rainstorms that come through. I mean, I have rain over here, the little lights, you know, so.
0: It's good. It works. It's good stuff. So don't, don't be shy here now. Your store just doubled in size.
1: It did. Literally doubled in size. What's that? Literally doubled. Yeah.
0: I mean, the the mirror size place Mm -hmm. connected, you broke down the wall and connected the two, doubled the space. Why is your store expanding by a hundred percent? While we're hearing every single day because you and I know a lot of people in the industry mm-hmm. every single day You're hearing more stories about shops closing down Don't uh, be
1: afraid be, be real here. No, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm trying to think what would be the real reasons I think Mainly because we're smart with our money We know where everything gets spent and where it's going um, We pick and choose wisely the products that we're carrying um, Ideally there was a lot of things that people might want us to carry but the margins aren't great like hannah instruments everybody wants us to get hannah but hannah doesn't go, offer me a margin so by the time i ship hannah to me and sell it to the customer yes it's great for the customer they want it but they can get it online and they make and i can carry something that brings me more dollars that's the honest truth um we, we make sure we don't overspend we have a great relationship with our vendors key number one like i know every vendor i carry uh, on a personal level almost where if i need something they're there for me uh if i have a problem they'll help me up like I, there's there's so much more to it than just selling stuff out the front door. Um, and then, you know, the store's attractiveness, it's clean. Like my employees know there's a routine set. If there's algae, I'm upset. Like I don't like dirty fish tanks. I don't like fish that look sick. Um, I don't like seeing a, a dead fish in the fish tank. That does happen, it's a fish store. Um, we try to keep all this stuff under wraps so they keep it clean. Uh, we're very organized. There's a schedule for everything. You can hear them in the background clicking locks. They're cleaning cages now. They're misting cages. They're with sort of sifting the sand for feces um, if it's dirty people won't shop there and another big thing is inventory you have to have livestock and just, i just know this from working with the pet industry at pet a lot of stores at Pets didn't keep inventory the, the, the managers bonuses were based off of losses so if they had less fish the losses were lower they got bigger bonuses but their sales sucked oh my if you keep your fish tanks fully stocked with a lot of inventory and you keep a, a healthy selection people come back Cause they know next week there's gonna be another shipment. And next week there's gonna be another shipment. And they come and see what's new. Um, Saltwater is the same way. We keep our saltwater as packed as we can with as much variety as we can because everybody wants something different. Everybody wants something new. And everybody has a different need at a different time. So that's one big draw. It's like, we always have inventory. I'll find ways to make, we'll just not order product to get fish. If it's if a month is slow, we're saying, we'll, we'll forgo a little bit of something else to get the fish in or coral if we have to, we just shift the money around to make it happen so it stays clean and stays neat and inventory is high. And with the hard goods too, we try to keep everything in stock. Even if we only have one or two of something, we don't let it get down to zero.
0: Well, you're forgetting what I think is the reason why the why store is well, doing so well.
1: People... Staff, i was gonna say great. the store is Donnie gorgeous are very relatable my staff is very open-minded they like to we have a lot of repeat customers um, friendliness is a big thing they gotta say hello to people um, we engage them um, we try to get to know their fish tanks uh, we test water constantly for free that's a big thing we do a lot of water testing for free uh, because that engages us and help them make decisions and make sure they're not causing more problems if they make choices of what fish to carry um, so customer service is like the number one in terms of in just with the cleanliness if, if your staff isn't friendly or degrading or, or talks down to people then we won't come back
0: there's there is uh in our industry and I'm not going to say which type of people but uh there's some snobbery there's that a lot goes of ego on. and uh a lot of
1: ego is what I call it
0: you know it's mostly the people that uh put salt in their water but uh <laughs> I'm one of those people now too, so I can't talk trash about those people anymore. Yes, we
1: contaminated you.
0: <laughs> it's I mean it, it's one of my complaints when I debate people saltwater versus freshwater is hey, you know, there's a lot of snobs on the saltwater side, but there when you come in here and, and I'm I'm not some kind of big shot coming in here, everybody's always been friendly to me. It's been mm-hmm. it's been unbelievable. And there's some of them that we call friends now. And it's like that that is huge to me. And if it's huge to me, I know it's huge to everybody
1: else. So between you and Donnie and... I think a lot of people in the industry forget what it was like when they were new. Now, when I was new to saltwater, I didn't do saltwater much later in the game like you. I I didn't start fresh saltwater person. Um, And when I did my first reef, the person who sold it to me had that ego complex. And he literally just ran off and I said, what do I need to do for this size tank? It was a whole bunch of numbers and like equipment and but I had never heard of it before, and he talked to me like as if I should know these things already, Um, and I was completely overwhelmed, and if I wasn't a self-learner, and I didn't go back and figure out what he was discussing with me, or were willing to ask questions to him about what it was he was trying to tell me, I would not have gone into it, because it was overwhelming, but that's how his whole store was run, and even the the other employees fed off of that. I remember how hard it was for me as a kid learning about fish. Even to this day, like I look, look back at how much I didn't know, mm-hmm. and I still don't know. Like i I've, I've still talked to other stores, and uh, we go back and forth with sales. We go back and forth with the in, uh, inventory and uh, fish keeping, and you know, um, there's still a, I don't know. Uh, but in the saltwater side, they get so caught up in how successful they can be or what their tanks look like, and they think everybody should have that level of knowledge from the start. But they didn't start that way. I think a lot of people forget that the new guy is just building a vocabulary it's like kindergarten and they need to be treated not
0: not treated like sand, children but but
1: like they have to the the, the conversation needs to be was real basic and simple first right. and then as they get comfortable and more developed they can get more into details and about different reactors and different pieces of equipment and the apexes and all that stuff but if you try to throw somebody into fire right off all that stuff it's just overwhelming and um, my staff is taught to kind of figure out what level these people are at when they come in the door. Are they newer people or are they they beginners? Do they have some experience? If they have some experience, then you can kind of talk about a little different things, but the average customer isn't ready to just jump into the whole conversation. They need to be kind of like held their hand a little bit and relax, get them comfortable, let them know the basics and then go from there.
0: Do you get a lot of people walking in the door that say, I've never had a fish tank before. I want to start my first one. I want to get everything from you. Do do you have a lot of that? Every day. Really? Good.
1: Every day. And it doesn't always a big tank. It's not always a 100-gallon or a 50-gallon. We do a lot. Um, And I've others talk to other stores about the business models. I have tanks that are this big, and I have thousands of gallons. They can get whatever they want. But the average person is going to come in for a beta. Mm -hmm. But that beta, once they get comfortable, turns into a 10, 20-gallon tank. And that 10, 20-gallon tank turns into a 55. And then they go, whoa, I want to try saltwater. So it all stair steps. A lot of stores want people to jump into these big, huge aquariums, which is, yes, good. But not everybody can do that. Now, financially can do that, or physically can do that. They're, they don't have the the space, or the um, their kids want to take care of it, right? They can't give their kid a 55, so the little Johnny wants, an, you know he's eight, and he wants his first fish tank, so he needs a two and a half gallon, five mm-hmm. gallon tank to get started. But that kid becomes your next, and I have them as my employees right now, I have three of them that mm-hmm. started out when they were 10 here, shopping, and now they're 17, 18 years old, um, and they're my, my employees, which is really cool. There so, is
0: an employee of this store, I. I'm a jerk and I don't recall his name, but he said Lisa and I are the reason why he got the job here. Because not because he name dropped, because he was working here before we knew each other,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but because I don't think who that would have been he one. learned the hobby from us and then came here. And then you obviously taught him the right way. <laughs> but that's he um, was the first time I met him and he had said that and I thought that was that's pretty cool. Very, I didn't very, know very that. special. Yeah.
1: Now I'm to have to figure out who that is.
0: I, well, I'll point him out when I see him, but he's one of the younger guys. Uh, but I had an experience. I, I will not say where. I will say it's in Richmond, Virginia. And it's not Schools of Fish because they're awesome. <laughs> um, I went into a store and the employee that was in there, I do not recall her name because this was 15 years ago. She was awesome. She would be a, compared to, to really? yours. She was amazing, and she helped me out with everything. I wasn't a new fish keeper, but she was awesome. And I, I I would go into that store because she was such a pleasure to deal with. Well, then she left, because retail, there's always- People you know, come and go all the time. It, it, it's, it's just the nature of the beast. And apparently all the employees had left, and it was left to just the owner. And he was horrible. And. I, I, after I had to deal with him a couple mm-hmm. times, I was like, no, I'm done with that place. I... And you never went back? Never. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's the hardest thing because other stories that I've worked at, I've tried to convince owners of that same thing. Like you have to be, your staff can't treat people the way your staff is treating people. Is, and they, they don't come back. Right. Uh, I mean, we have our moments. We have, we, we, we are lucky in the sense that our customer base is always friendly. We have very few problem people. We don't have that you see it on TV, like we don't have people coming and slamming stuff on the counter, and there's an occasional unhappy person, but we do our best to make them happy again. But the other stores would fight back, and they would cause all kinds of drama, and you just can't be that way. Like it's, it's, the reality of the world is they want to be, felt like they're being heard, um, they want their stuff taken care of, and we do the best we can, which is why I carry the products that I do carry, because my vendors will always back me helping the customer, mm-hmm. and that makes a big difference
0: we carry a lot of the same stuff on my website and and here we deal with the same vendors. And I can tell you that is, that is a beautiful thing to be able to get help from them, support from them. Because no product is perfect. You're going to have some that
1: things happen, have warranty calls. Things things fall apart, things get dropped. Um, things just don't work. Um, It happens all the time. Even the best of quality things sometimes just don't work. And, we're here. I mean, we try um, if you've used it and don't like it and try to bring it back. You might get a little bit of squirt because that's that I'm not Walmart. I can't afford to financially hand, handle right. every return. But if it's a legit problem that either was caused by us or you or the manufacturer, we will definitely help you. Um, that's not a problem.
0: Do you have and, and, and are Would you be willing to share any like absolute nightmare customer stories? If you don't want to, I understand because oh, they gosh. might come back in the store. And you
1: asked me to think about this, and I, we don't have a lot of really bad ones. That's the thing. We, um, we have had fish thrown across the counter uh, because we wouldn't take their dead fish back, but I haven't really have any like stories that are, like that I can think of that are really shocking. Like that you would just be like, well, I and I don't it. mean like
0: you know they came in here with an AK forty-seven. I just yeah. mean like <laughs> I, I'll give you the only one we ever had because we were only open two and a half years, and I wasn't there, because I had another job, and I was at my other job, and a customer came in. I don't know what your deal is, but if a customer, if they, they bought a fish from us and it immediately died, we would ask them to bring a sample of their water in we do the same with thing. the fish. It's on our receipt. And that way we can test the water maybe see what's going on okay let's figure this Just out so that we don't send prevent another from fish happening to them again
1: net. which people don't seem to understand that yeah
0: the lady brought her fish in dead in the bag that she wanted in, right? well no it was she took the fish home it died in her tank she put it back in the bag and then wanted us to test the that water work. and now I wasn't there Lisa was there so she called me cuz this lady was being super belligerent and she was like you know I don't want to test the water that the dead fish is in. Obviously it's going to be skewed. So I can't tell the lady to to go home and get more water. I was like, it's a
1: $10 fish. Just just give it to her.
0: Give her her money back. Or I, some I, credit, I said, credit
1: or even would have been good, yeah.
0: I didn't even do that. I said, I, and it's not like I made the decisions. Lisa could have done this too. But I was like, don't, just get her out of the store. Because she was like, Mfing, and oh, you know gosh. she was going completely bananas, and her husband was standing there watching her treat another woman that way, and making threats like I'm going to burn this place down a bit, over a ten dollar embuna. Mm-hmm. and uh, and finally Lisa was like I'm going to give you your ten dollars back, and I'm not going to sell you another fish, because you're going to send it home to your to
1: its death. We don't sell fish to get them killed. Well, and we've had a couple of those. We had one lady in freshwater. I think she bought glowfish and i don't recall if it was a new tank or cycle tank but we went through the whole shabelle she bought like eight fish most of them died she came back we tested the water and there was ammonia in the water and nitrite it was completely cycling all over again i don't remember the details i know she did something to the tank and it was she wouldn't understand that if she took fish home they were just the same problem and all she demanded was new fish and she was after about going around, and around with the poor little associates that they, they couldn't handle her, I got stuffed into it. And she started getting in my face about it, and I tried to explain the process all over again. Um, she didn't want to hear it, and she started cussing and swearing, talking to customers, telling them she's going to go out front and picket our store, and she's going to call the police because we wouldn't give her her money back, um, and, which wasn't the case. She just didn't want to hear the answer. It wasn't what she wanted it to be. Um, we would have helped her replace the fish if she got the situation in her fish tank fixed. But she was beyond even wanting to hear any of that. She was just telling how horrible we were and that uh, there was some choice words that we can't repeat on the camera. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and then there was uh, the whole, I'm gonna call the police, I'm gonna sit out front of your store, and I'm gonna call all my friends to come out and sit in front of your store. Um, Finally, I just had to say to her that uh, she no longer is welcome in the building anymore. and. she's welcome to do whatever she wants out in front of my store with whoever she wants to do it in front of my store because that's not my way i roll and um we would have been happy to help her but since she obviously doesn't want to hear a solution that she can go and that didn't go over well but she finally did leave and um it's she never shame. came back with anybody but
0: it's a shame i mean running a store now has to be way different than it was just eight years ago when we had ours social media was a thing but it wasn't life oh, to google most people. reviews
1: google like they, it's like a weapon
0: yeah that's what i'm saying i mean now there's yeah, the threat of oh i'm gonna write a bad review and it's like okay we if you get enough of them one mm-hmm. bad one isn't gonna hurt you too much but it's like there's always that threat which that social media was not enough of a thing to be a threat then right. i'd be like okay please don't tell
1: your four followers we have <laughs> 950 google reviews and i think th- three or four of them are under three because of people who were disgruntled and it dropped my whole rating.
0: Oh, that's... It drives me nuts.
1: And Those are the only ones that I go on and like. I I would love to be able to enter everybody's review and make a comment. I, I probably should, but I just don't have time for that. But the ones that are like, nasty that like attack us or an associate that drives me nuts so if you put my associate's name in a google review because you didn't like the way they talked to you or something that drives because that person's just doing their job right like they don't deserve to be saying what associate. they were told to yeah. do they, they don't deserve that you can say whatever you want about my store but like don't put my people's because they just earn a paycheck they're here to do their job and make you happy they're not really the face of this company you know they are but they're not um so those i go on there and i defend my You'll see them in like long dissertations of like, I explain the whole situation of what happened so that your words of hate were not just because you were being treated poorly. But yeah, social media is a killer. It's a shame. And
0: I mean, it's good and bad. It helps if you too. have a local fish store that you love, if you live in Virginia Beach, do this for Mark because you should. Those reviews are so important. So go on there, do reviews. I what is the
1: guy in? you're talking about. Who? Kyle? employee that you were discussing
0: oh I didn't see him maybe it was Um, so okay let's get into the madness that is modern day aquariums unlimited and uh, reptiles unlimited
1: how do we get to this this was a spur of the moment always in the back of the head that you would like to do it but didn't think it would ever happen so when there was a gentleman behind us that who was originally the person who wanted both spaces when we got oh. the original lease. So it was somebody interested. Okay. Um, but he was in Asia at the time and they liked our numbers better so they wanted us to take over. So we bought it. He came back from his hiatus and he realized that we were taking over the front half so we bought into the second half. Um, and he didn't work out. So he was here for four years, I think. Three and a half, four years. And then when he left- um, And what did they, he sell? He was like a- It's an Asian themed, it's hard to describe, but it was Asian themed lighting and furniture and everything you can think of store. So he had plates on the walls, he had chandeliers at every five feet. There was a chandelier. Some of them are still here. Uh, um, (laughs) He had, yeah, we kept some of them. Um, He had paintings of the Last Supper and some of this stuff was cool, but it was very eclectic. I don't know if you can see in the background here, they got this potted thing here with the blue flowers. He had that kind of stuff all over the place. Um, It was just an eclectic hodgepodge of all kinds of random things. so when he took when he left, they offered us an amazing deal. They really gave us a chance to like almost choose our rent. Yeah. So yes, when they, yes, right. So <laughs> uh, we had always thought, well, if we had the extra space, we could use it for storage or build out the aquarium side. We had more room for show tanks and things like that because we were very really limited on floor space. Um, and now I realize, but he has upper. He made upstairs storage in this place. It, it really was like he built it for me. Right. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I look at it. But um, so when they when they gave us the option for the rent and. The number was really good. Um, we just had to do it. it. We weren't really ready to do it, but we just made it happen because we didn't do it now, um, and we didn't. And we turned it down. And someone else came back here. I would probably regretted it, to uh, not being able to take over the space. So um, we're winging it. We're going for it, and I hope it takes off. So,
0: and they did the unthinkable, which is bring
1: in an exotic animal.
0: that I don't know if I've ever even seen one in person until here.
1: Maybe I've seen them in
0: zoos and I I just didn't remember. I would
1: never have thought if you would ask me 10 years ago, would I have a sloth (laughs) or the squirrels even? Um, No. But when I found the person who was selling them and I discussed the options of whether it was a good idea or not a good idea. um, And my biggest thing was I didn't want to take an animal from outside the wild or whatever and put it into a cage and have a miserable life if it wasn't able to, to survive here. And obviously, she's in a huge enclosure, so she's not like confined. But um, from what I understand, she's better off where she is now than where she was. And it's uh, her care level is very minimal in terms of personalized care. She doesn't need personalized attention. She's just not a dog. Um, She's very content to be on her own. So, with all the information I received and the research I did, um, she just worked out, and it was like, like, why not? Like, I had the money at the time, and I was like, what? Everybody loves a sloth. So when you told me you were gonna do that, I was like, There's no way Everybody thought I was lying.
0: I I didn't think you were lying, I was just like, There's no way that's gonna actually happen. Who who gets a sloth and I am I'm very upset with you and I'm I'm gonna say it publicly because I gave you the perfect name for that sloth. And you refused I and I still don't get it. Like it doesn't make sense to me because Tell, tell them what your name was because they'll get it. Mark and, is it Mark and Donnie, or is it just Mark you? Mark and Donnie, yeah. Both of them are huge Potterheads, like me. Totally. I love anything and everything Harry Potter. You you have a, a Luna dog, you have a... Right, uh, Dobby. A Dobby dog, right? Uh, both Chihuahuas, and it's adorable. Well, Luna's not old. She's Chihu-
1: Chweeney, she's Chihuahua Dachshund.
0: Okay, yeah. So I said, okay, well, if we're going to stay with the... Harry Potter. Harry Potter theme it's got to be Myrtle I mean come on a sloth moving
1: slow so I did consider the Myrtle in the bathroom it's a great so she, she's whiny and she's kind of mysterious and I did think of that at first but when the sloth starts showing some personality and she was starting to get a little more inter, like interactive with me per se she's more of a Bellatrix <laughs> That's me. Bellatrix is an evil witch. Yeah, but she's feisty and she's <laughs> like savvy. And the sloth is the same way. She's like she'll come up to you and she'll be in your face and be all lovey dovey, and then you do one wrong thing and you're you're gone. So, uh, okay. So she has a little more of a spice to her. So the Myrtle thing she was, was too kind of. I don't know, We thought about. It. I actually did consider that because I, I liked it, but
0: I still think I, I love. And we call
1: her Bella. So.
0: And that's fine. And I, I'm I'm more okay with that, but bellatrix is a great character in the harry potter series but i just i just think Myrtle. john
1: when you buy your next sloth you're welcome (laughs) to name it myrtle
0: that'll work and what about the squirrels you mentioned squirrels yes he has squirrels but they're like some kind of special rican
1: squirrels they're called variegated squirrels but that's because their color is variegated but they're from costa rica um they're they're a little different than the gray squirrel they're they're not they don't hibernate they're uh, diurnal. they only breed once a year is that him
0: Oh, is they're this like, your guy yeah
1: they only breed once a year and so they worked out real well for are you
0: the up. one that said you got your job here because of me kyle i don't know kyle. i can see i haven't even seen his face no that's no, not him no. it's not him not maybe it not was, the um, it's was. one it's he's probably the same age as him though
1: they're pretty close the only other person would be logan probably logan, oh austin, austin maybe maybe, yeah. maybe austin
0: for some reason the name austin sounds familiar yeah. but anyway hey people are walking around the store we're going to talk about it are we at least going to name the squirrels after the Weasleys?
1: They are Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, yes.
0: Perfect, Are there, is that their names or are they the actual? I,
1: I, they are just now getting personable where they're actually starting to come to us. If they get more hands-on, then we'll maybe give them specific, like the name, but right now I just call them the Weasleys just because they're they're kind of rambunctious and just do their own thing, so.
0: I had suggested Fred and George at first, but uh, then you found out one's a female and one's a male. One's a boy and a girl can't really do that yeah, but no. but yeah where else are you gonna go and see a two-toed sloth is it technically a She's two-toed, sloth, two-toed yep. sloth named Bellatrix Lestrange <laughs> the Weasley's that aren't weasels but even though their name sounds like Weasley's where else are you gonna go and see that and then the amazing displays I mean it's like it's like taking a trip to the zoo it really is
1: it's definitely and fun it's fun to work here
0: I come here when it goes well <laughs> we're here probably once a month right I mean, oh, maybe yes, once give a month, or
1: take a few weeks. And it, oh, we, we talk every something. week or so. I mean, like, we yeah. yeah, just because you're not here, we're not like involved. But
0: but every time I come here, it's like I'm seeing it for the first time. It's all so cool, and the employees—maybe not this one—but the employees are all <laughs> so nice and friendly, and and uh, and they so, welcome Lisa and I. It's awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. what else can you say? So uh, you've done good here. You've you've set yourself up with a—I would say this whether we're friends, because I, mm-hmm. I was saying this to you. The day I met you, well, not at Aquashella.
1: I just find it very interesting how the stars align. And when people are brought together, and especially in this industry, who may never have run their, you know, run their course together and, and how you know, our little conversation, I and mean, you even knew who I was, but our, our little conversation sparked into something bigger. And even though we had like a heated, it was almost an argument. It wasn't like a positive conversation. Um, we both walked away with a positive part of it. But like, now look how it's changed sure so it's just cool I and mean, we got great friends out of it um, you know I love Lisa to death and you, you, you know you and know, like I mean on the table
0: we've we've never like my mother gave life to me <sighs> which I appreciate a lot yeah. that would probably be the only gift that would eclipse the gift that you gave to my wife but when um, giving the, it to my wife, it's still, thing. it's still, you know, a gift for me because whatever makes
1: her yeah, happy yeah, makes you, me happy. When you guys started talking about us all the time and I appreciate every moment of that and I never asked for that and you've never, like, felt the need to, like, you know, do it because you, you guys want to and I really appreciate that. It's like, well, you know, at the same time, like, I have to, I know Lisa loves those cats and I was like, what could I do that at least... Because when, when you do discuss us, it does help. So um, what could I do for her that I couldn't do anything on a business level because you guys have got your I don't know anything about podcasting. I don't know anything about, you know, the online sales thing. So um, the next best thing I thought would be to get to her heart. So um, and I knew she loved those cats. And I, when I did go see how they lived, I was like not that they're being mistreated, but like if I was a cat, I'd love to have a little outsourced stimulation. And you know, Carl's a little feisty, so uh, you know, he could use. Maybe that would maybe change him a little bit. So when I talked to Mark Beavers about custom aquariums and we talked about it, he's like, that will be perfect." So we got together and made it happen, and it couldn't have gone any better. Like it was so perfect. So
0: the, you know, being our editor when I did that video for her, for for the catio, mm-hmm. that scene that we had from three different angles because it was your phone the my phone, camera greg's. and doug's phone greg's phone, greg's phone yeah. it it's it hard not to tear up a little bit every single great. time i see that mm-hmm. and that's my wife i see her every day but it was that was an incredible incredible she had moment.
1: no idea no, i thought it was hilarious because i asked the question about <laughs> what would you do for these cats if you could and the first thing she said and it came nothing else was an option she wanted that cat even. Yep. Um, I was just laughing in my head because I was like, oh, you don't even know. It's and sitting, right sitting right in front, in front of you. Of you. <laughs> and it was so perfect that she did that. Um, but it was great.
0: We, so. We've had a lot of nice things done for us. We've been blessed by this industry. But that that's one of those things that uh, it's impossible to repay. And I know you're saying you were repaying us, and I, and I get it. But just like you know
1: it's her, an amazing her reaction thing. alone was enough to because i do this for people all the time i try to help people i know and i'm, a, I'm a, I have a big heart and I take care of my friends and family and just her reaction and you know just having the friendship and we'll be friends forever and our relationship will always be around um and you know we always have each was back through the businesses too right of course so, um it's worth it it was it was so much fun and the guys were there they helped and they got into it and Uh, Mark Beavers was all about it like he wanted to be in the middle of it all so it was cool it was really cool
0: yeah he was there the week before yeah well he came to
1: see me and then he came to see you because he was coming to see you Um, and he had never been here either and we discussed it then and it was just perfect it was just it couldn't have gone any better
0: I I mean it it was another one of those things just like when you told me you were getting a sloth I was like it's hard to believe that he would do that I knew you were the kind of person that would do that but I was like is he really going to do that like those things are not you know, 99 bucks. at no, a,
1: it, was a, it was an endeavor. And I had to go through hoops to make sure that I wasn't breaking any laws and that she wasn't going to be have to have permits and, and stuff oh. like that. Um, and to make sure she wasn't going to be like mistreated in captivity. Cause that's the last thing I wanted was to bring an animal here. That was going to be like, then when she's mine, she's mine. She can't go back. I so, was confused there for a second. Cause I thought you were talking about the catio. And I'm no, like, no, I'm permits? talking about the sloth. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're having two different but,
0: conversations. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you're talking about, Yeah, I was was
0: saying like just like when you said you were getting the sloth, I didn't believe that like I Um, didn't believe you were gonna get me a catio either, but but yeah I called
1: you to ask you permission. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's like I I mean
0: The who 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 gets asked that question? That's like (laughs) saying do you want can I buy you a new truck? Like
1: (laughs) right maybe not as expensive, but you know what I'm saying it's the original plan was to not tell you And just to have it show up but being that I'd never been there before and I like. I just got to know for sure because if we bought that and it didn't fit the the house or for whatever happened, it really would have sucked because then she would have had her hopes up and it wouldn't work. So,
0: I mean, we would have. We would have made. I know she would have
1: made it work. But but I mean,
0: the only thing that had to be done was they cut the hole for the for the tube, which I could have done. You know, cut it with some dikes or something like that. But uh, but no, that that was uh, you. You made that lady happy, which of course makes me happy. And Carl and Baby Kitty meredith but we call her baby kitty they they're in it every single day they do not want to come in
1: they have free access they go back and forth yeah
0: that's good and it's funny because carl will come in if we go in the fish house because he wants to be with us Mm -hmm. baby kitty will just be out there all day like i don't care about y'all i'm out here this is my Mm -hmm. spot
1: and independent
0: it's amazing i mean and there's cats all over where we live they're always coming and going and they just sit in there and watch them go by it's like they're (laughs) in paradise that's they cool. they absolutely love it and uh yeah it's i can't thank you enough for that i feel like i'm getting cheesy at this point but
1: well, i'm uh, glad they use it i'm glad that you like made her happy that's all that matters
0: it was a beautiful thing and that's uh it like you said it could not have been more perfect and that what you saw her reaction was absolutely uh, genuine she had no clue
1: yeah she was shocked it was and i think it was almost toned down because of how much shock she had she didn't You you would expect her to be like jumping around, but she couldn't because I don't even think she could process it in her head fast enough what it really was. And it was right there. (laughs) Right. It was great. great. She's not a, and I was a
0: little bit afraid of this. She's not somebody that jumps up and down and does cartwheels. She's not overly, you know, out of control when it comes to things like that. So I was a little bit worried, like she might. Be a little bit reserved, and you take that as she doesn't like it. But no, she no. she let it all go. She did. <laughs> it was a beautiful thing to watch, and I can't thank you enough about that. But we've been going for an hour and twelve minutes. Is there any anything we didn't talk about when it comes to
1: owning a fish store that we should have? No, I think it just you got to make sure you think it through, lay it out, plan for what's going to go where, how you're going to, you know. Literally, every little detail I had all drawn on paper. Um, what fish are gonna go, what sections, all that stuff, because you never know what's gonna come and shock you. And you gotta have the financial ability to handle those surprises. Um, you can't just be a, I mean, I guess you can, but you, a hobbyist just opening a store, it doesn't always work. And I think that's why a lot of stores fail. I think you have to have some business sense behind you, either have classes in business, um, knowing what goes on behind the scenes, how to relate with your vendors, uh, what vendors you're gonna, I knew my vendors before I opened, the wholesalers lined up before the store was even found. Like, wow. I knew I was going to do this. I had my contracts open, with my wholesalers, um, so that when I started to order it, because I had things take time to get here, especially when you're opening volume, um, you have to think a lot of all stuff ahead of time. If you open your doors with just think, like, oh, I'll just add stuff to it as I go, you, you won't be successful. I mean, there's always an exception, but it's harder. I did think, I did just think,
0: and I don't think this would be too personal to ask. I, I think it'd be valuable information. Now, this is a 5,000 square foot store. You have probably a hundred tanks,
1: the that, with with livestock tanks? in it. Oh gosh, um, let's is, just say a hundred. Who cares? It doesn't matter how that. many. I think it's like one hundred and fifty to something like that.
0: Okay. Do you know like how much it cost you to stock this store? Just livestock,
1: and and dry so goods. Complete like to... inventory with livestock. So we we had two hundred fifty thousand dollars for inventory and livestock, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for build out, construction displays. And fixtures. Wow. So I think we ended up like a hundred and twenty-five thousand just in livestock, and then because we have a lot of tanks, <laughs> um, and a lot
0: of them are saltwater too, and yeah, those are a lot more expensive.
1: We live rock and corals, and we have big huge coral vats. I mean, we didn't even talk about those. We have the big coral layout things. Right. Um, and then the hard goods. I want to say we spent at least hundred and fifty or so thousand just on product. Wow. Because, you know, tanks get expensive, just everything, mm-hmm. the Ecotech, radions and, you know, all the higher-end reefing stuff gets really pricey. Um, it adds up quick. You'd be surprised. You'd think you'd a, you think you're going to... Oh, it doesn't surprise me, especially yeah, when you lot. look around this place. It's When I came in
0: here for the first time, I was like, oh, they spent some money on this
1: place. Yeah, that's what everybody says. We, we, I mean,
0: it's clear as day. I mean, it, it's, it's just more times than not, when I walk into a fish store for the first time, I'm expecting it to be moldy and stinky and dirty and you know like so many mom and pop stores are not this one
1: (laughs) we we mop every day they mop with bleach and whatever they can they clean constantly it's a it's a constant struggle
0: i've never been here and i've been here on sundays saturdays every day of the week i've never been here and there's not an employee cleaning something
1: Yeah, they have a schedule to keep
0: you got a beautiful thing
1: going on here i appreciate it
0: it's a beautiful thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this. This is fun. I told yeah. you an hour. We're in an hour and 15 minutes,
1: uh, and we could... We could probably talk for a few hours. We I was about to, to say, we could day probably day. go another
0: hour and 15 minutes, but you got work to do, and I got an hour and a half home. drive home, so
1: uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you all for yeah. watching. Thank and you, I Mark, for definitely doing definitely be in Aquashella with that conversation about big box stores because I go both ways with that conversation.
0: But see, I don't know. Maybe... maybe maybe what should happen is we should just sit down and make a whole video about it. that.
1: We can, Because be to.
0: you talk way too much, and I talk way too much, and I want it, I don't want you to be the whole video, is what no, I'm no, saying. I wouldn't. So we'll do a whole video,
1: just me and you, and then I'll have yeah. the... Because I, I just want to be able to give, because I've had both perspectives, and they've changed.
0: I think that's so valuable. So I, I think mean, I,
1: what they were then and what they are now is different, and so I have different perspectives of how I feel about it, because if you would ask me when I was working there, um, and the way they run them, I would say they were not a problem. But what they are now is different. So I'd definitely like to get my two cents in if we can.
0: Well, and I think that's a very valuable conversation. So we're just going to have to do this again. Let's do it. I'll come to you this time. I'm going to have, well, you can do that or we could do it at Aquashella because I'm bringing, I'm recording five, six podcasts now because Lisa's doing one. Okay. Uh, Lisa's doing one with Joanna from Primetime Aquatics. And uh, the guy that was sitting with us when we had our big blowout, the bald guy that also has a beard, oh, gosh. he is a professor of microbiology, so you and oh, him would cool. probably get along really well. He's uh, hes a science nerd like you are. Hey. Uh, <laughs> but I'm surprised that didn't come up that night. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm doing six podcasts at Aquashella already. We could do it then, or you can come down and see me. and uh we'll see how it
1: plays out. So much time we have. There won't be any bugs,
0: way. and we'll have a good old yeah, time. no bugs. And maybe we can come up with some more fish store nightmare stories between now and then too sure no we shouldn't it. do that i can say it about mine because my store's closed he doesn't want to piss me <laughs> off but anyway this everybody was fun
1: knows everybody knows it happens
0: yep thank you very much everybody and uh we're just going to sign off now because otherwise i'll just keep going
1: right. well, appreciate it
0: thank you sir